Hi, this is Joe Ingram, and I'm the host of the Sales Genius Podcast, where we deep dive into what works and what doesn't in the realm of sales. I have personally spent the last three decades mastering buying behaviors, personality types, emotional and logical triggers, and I'm here to provide you with the cheat sheet to making more deals for more money and ultimately becoming more happy. My mission is simple. I want to help you sell one more deal today and every day going forward. My approach is going to be unique because I believe that the only thing you need to do as a salesperson is provide your prospect with a logical reason to justify their emotional decision. Now, let's go ahead and dig a little deeper into the mind of a sales genius with today's podcast. All right. Setting up meeting for live we are on and um let me just get the ig thing going at the same time i'm sure they don't want to be looking at my i think my ig just froze up um delete delete man this tech world bro you know if you need to press mute scream and whatever i'm okay with that too because I understand this pain. I had to download Chrome beta. Oh, really? Yeah, because Zoom said it. But. Yep, yep. I'm on that too. But on the uh, IG Live, guys, we're on two Top Producers Live. My guest today is Joe Ingram. And I need to make sure that the IG folks are with us too. Give me a second here. Come on, baby. Go to live. Man. Talk about bad timing to freeze up. That thing is not wanting to go. Let's give it a minute. And we're experiencing frozen screen on the IG. Is <laughs> <laughs> IG, IG planning an upgrade today or something? Oh, we'll give them a minute. Then I'll jump All right, so I have the phone over there ready when we're ready to do that thing. We're going to be golden. Sure, so. sure, sure, sure. All right. Well, Joe, man, hey, thanks for joining me, dude. Um, for those of you who are on Facebook or watching this later on on our recording, Joe Ingram, better known as AKA The Sales Genius, has been in the game for a while. You can tell just by some of the whites that he may have been in it a little bit longer <laughs> than me. But Joe, welcome to the show. I thank you very much, Joe. We're going to get confused. Everybody's going to go, which Joe is talking? Because it's like a mirror when I look Big at Joe. you. Big Joe, yeah. I was to say Big Joe, Little Joe. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that works for me too. Yeah, so. I'm not. I'm not the one to, to you know want to be little, but <laughs> yeah. it's okay. It's okay when you see how large I am. You can go look. That I'm the fit Joe. <laughs> I'll be Big Joe. That works. <laughs> uh, Joe, just so you know, I'm firing uh, the IG live back up again. But the topic for today, guys, just so you know, is we're going to be talking about personality types. Now, I'm I'm sort of glad that that we chose this topic today, dude, because. This is not a topic that I focus on a lot. And just to give some context um, to the audience, you know, Top Producers Live is, is not just, you know, a sales discussion. It's not just a sales show. The whole idea, the guests that I'm inviting on the topics that I bring up are with the intention to help you dominate the game in whatever environment or whatever industry that you're in. Now, with that being said, what do I mean by domination? Well, domination doesn't mean control and manipulate your customer. Let me go ahead and jump into this. 
Um, we get the IG live going. There we go. And then Joe, you can jump on that whenever you're ready. But when I'm talking about, you know, domination selling or domination closing, guys, you can't get that confused. I'm not talking about dominate over your customer. I'm talking about dominating over the mindset, the matrix, and the results that your industry is used to seeing. And with that, we usually see like if I'm if I'm rewarding somebody for becoming a domination level closer, it's usually 30 to 40 percent above their industry average or 20 to 40 percent above their company record. And I think uh, one of the challenges um, Big Joe will agree with me on is we should definitely be rewarding our, our sales agents and throwing competitions and handing out trophies and doing dinners and all that cool family cultural stuff. But sometimes that creates a ceiling in your company because if you're rewarding somebody who's you know top number one, number two, or number three out of 15 or 20 people, you may actually be stunting their growth meaning 20 people is not a large sample size given all the sales professionals in your industry. And so you're kind of creating your own bubble within your own company. And that's why I say reward your people, but, but remind them that you are capable of way more than what you have seen yet or you're not, you, don't, you do not yet know what you're capable of. And so this idea of personality types, uh, Mr. Ingram, Mr. Genius, is an interesting to, one to me because I have... I have different types of opinions about it, and I know it's important, and I'm going to let you dive into it because I, I, I want the audience to use you as a study uh, a partner right now to get to know things about their career, whether they're an entrepreneur, sales agent, they work on commission, they're starting a business, whatever it is, they need to know these things because communication is the ultimate determining factor of growth in your business relationships. But Joe, just give them a little bit of like a, two minutes about you. And uh, I'm going to put you on here. Uh, go live with Joe Ingram. So now you can join us on Instagram. What's up, Instagram peeps? I see you. Jump on in. Uh, we'll get a few people rocking on that. Let me turn that volume down. Yep. We don't need no feedback coming in. Yeah, we don't need the feedback. And it might be close to your speaker, too. I'm not sure. Let's see if that's better. That's way better. Way better. All right. So give them a little two minutes uh, on your background and also, um, you know, help us understand what exactly, you know, how personality types play such an important role in sales and also uh, can it be done on both phone and in person? That's, that's another question that I had for you. I'll let you dive in. Absolutely. Thanks, Joe. So when you look at this now, again, I'm familiar with you. I'm familiar with your, your domination selling. And mm -hmm. so what I find is a lot of people have um, a tendency to either ignore the, the coaching and training and go opposite based on their personality. Some just do what you say and go forward. Mm -hmm. I love what you said as far as the people that are, uh, I have 20 people in my office and you're now my top guy. I always look and I, and again, you and I've had the discussion where I said, yeah, that's the cream of the crap, right? Because there isn't a large enough sample size to say, yeah, I'm great. If I put you against 100, 200 people, where do you fall? Now, I've been playing the sales game in software, automotive, um, everything for the last 25 years. So I, I understand the game itself. I've been through so much training based on the gray you can tell it's been a lot that I've invested in myself to get to that point. I thought but, that was marriage that did that. I didn't know. That yeah, that well, that's true. That's because, you know, I'm married to a Persian. <laughs> so, uh, the, and again, both of our personality types are similar. So that right there will tend to get you the, uh, 
combativeness <laughs> that could happen, right? Uh -huh. We are continuously sharpening the knives to each other. Right. But um, yeah. when I when I deal with this, right, I've been through a lot of training. I've sat down, and everybody goes, "Oh, okay, um, you gotta you gotta either just be you." right and this is what i'm going to teach you to do and you just go pop 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 and everybody says if they fall they fall because my personality is who i am i'm not that person my answer is if everybody is clumped into a the four personality types right i have it myself i have my own setup and i call it hero everybody has their own secret sauce to be the hero they need to be h-e-r-o and so when you deal with that, you have four different parts. Now, everybody has all, all four parts, okay? And so if I'm one of those people that just demands respect and I'm out there going, look who I am, this is me, look at me, blah, 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 I can only relate to a certain amount of the population, mm -hmm. right? Everybody has all four. My answer is, how do I adjust my personality to be the person that the prospect can buy from? So while the skills themselves of selling are the same, it's the delivery on how is what I would change based on their personality type. So when I look at it, I go, okay, four parts, the H part for hero, that's somebody who's habitual, headstrong, hopeful person, but they don't want to rock the boat. Okay. The E part of my personality is my expressive, energetic, the engaging, the personality person. Okay, that's who that that person is. The R person is respected, regal, regulatory. They're like, I am the man or woman, no offense, right? I'm the man and that's who I am. And this is where we're gonna go and we're gonna go on and do this. And then uh -huh. you have the O personality, which is organized, orthodox, they're obligated. This person is like, let's get lost in the details, right? When you sit down and tell them like you, you you part of your business is mortgage. The person who's like, can you send me the whole breakdown? Can you send me everything I need to know to get to that point? You're like, dude, come on. Where the opposite of that person would be the energetic one going, come on, this is a great deal. It's so great for you. It's blah, blah, blah. I'm definitely and not you the need O guy. To be able I'm definitely to not the O guy. Huh? I said, I'm definitely not the O guy. No, 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 that's not you. Yeah. Right. I, I totally get that. But yeah. again, you're going to be more of the RE person. Okay. Because you're going to be that respected regal. I'm the authority, but I also want to make sure we have a good time doing it. Yeah. Right. Cause you're not about making somebody miserable going through training. Now here's my thing. Here's my thing. Yeah. Customer walks in or you get a customer on the phone. <clears throat> you don't know them. You've never met them before. How do you keep a sales agent? Remember, I'm gonna throw some curveballs, but I know you got this. Yeah. How do you keep a sales agent from prejudging the customer and getting distracted by trying to figure out what personality type this person is? So again, you know this as well as I do. It, by the time you've practiced something enough, it becomes habitual and it's unconscious. So for me, I recognize personality types as they walk up and what they start to say. So in the beginning, yeah, it's going to be difficult. But my first thing is identify yourself. If you can identify yourself, then identify your coworkers. And when you can get successfully done in the people that don't cost you money, right? Then it's much easier to get in the habit. Identify your family, identify the other people that are there. But I like to identify. So when we look at this and say, I got to figure out who you are. The person walks in, goes, look, I ain't got a lot of time. Bottom line it. Okay. That's the R personality. 
They're going to sit back and that person is looking to be respected. If I come at them with my R personality, there's about a 10% chance they're going to go, hey, you're a badass like me. Let's keep going. This is interesting. Let me share with you a study that I read about from the Gallup Foundation years ago when I was on my quest to like, you know, beat Joe Ingram. Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> right. When I, I when I basically, you know, woke up to the fact that, hey, I'm, you know, I'm good at what I do and, you know, I've enjoyed my career. But in order for me to be a really, really respected mentor, like you said, much like you, I'm going to have to put a lot more study into this. And um, one of the studies said that when when Gallup Foundation, you know, is one of the largest research organizations in the world and they do a lot of research studies on um, sales agents, sales professionals. And when they looked at direct sales and, and they monitored this the, uh, a handful of industries pipeline, they found that the over the overwhelming majority of the customers that were sold by the direct sales agents were compatible personality types. Yeah. Now, here is my thing. My thing is what you're saying is you've got to learn to recognize all of them because now what it says is if you're really good with one or two quadrants, you could be losing 40 to 50% of your business by not being flexible enough for the other two. Is that what I hear you saying? That, that's exactly right. So um, one of the things I used to laugh about was so automotive wise, it, back in the day, when you looked at it, the on lot person who walked up without an appointment, hadn't talked to anybody, the closing ratio everybody was going for was 20 to 25%. Mm. And I was laughing. I'm like, well, if everybody's one of four personality types, you're only selling to the people that are like you, right? And the odds of getting four people to walk in and be exactly one of the one of each doesn't work. So that's why mm -hmm. it was always 20 to 25%. So the person that's like you is the person who at the end says, I wasn't even planning on buying, but it just felt so natural. You exactly. looked at it and go, I, don't, I didn't even have to work at, at getting that person to buy from me. But that's because that person resonates in your space. So if you can sit back and learn, hey, guess what? There's 75% more opportunity. And if I just jump and learn one more quadrant, I'm at 50%. If I can join, learn three, I can close at 75%. Right. Okay. But the, yeah. your, your resonating personality, and again, I tell people this all the time, right? When I sit down in training, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use you as my example, Joe. So I will tell you that Joe has a way of being. Joe with his mom is different, right? Joe sits down, talks to his mom. Mom gets more of the respect, right? I know you. So I know that you're giving mom respect and you're sharing with her from a different tonality and a different part of your personality than you normally do, right? You and I have a conversation, you'll just start smacking. But mom don't get that treatment. And I tell people all the time, I say, look, the average process time you're doing with the customer is typically in the hours. It's not weeks, it's not days, it's not months. Some sales cycles are longer, but if you take the time you're spending with the right. person, it's gonna be with under five, six hours in a majority of our sales arenas. Right, right. So when I look at that and I say, we have dated, right? Not you and I dated. I didn't want to apply that, but and we have gone him. out on you can dates. Tell him, Joe, it's okay. Yeah, you we did. Him. We we did have a lunch date before. Yeah, <laughs> twice. Yeah, but you look at this and say, as men, we have faked weeks of a fake personality in the hopes of uh, getting the woman at the end, right? 
I, and again, I'm telling you, can you for the next couple hours be who the client needs you to be and recognize who they are and speak their language with all the training that you've gotten already? Right. It's just in how do I deliver the same message that Joe or Joe taught me? And yeah, so you know, can I, I, I get see there? it all the time? You know how I talk about zombies? I see zombies everywhere. Well, there are zombies in in sales profession, too. And, yeah. I, you know, it's kind of like comparable to like uh, to a person who's driving down the street and can only look out of a windshield. They don't pay attention to anything else. Right. You know what I'm talking about? You live in California. You've seen these drivers. Oh yeah. So, With masks however, now too. Yeah. In sales, you know, it reminds me that that old school rule that I still use, you know, I blend it with some of the new rules of the most, um, in any two-way communication, the most flexible individual will always have the most influence, right? In any two-way communication, the most flexible. Sure. So what Joe is saying is, is although you may have this, you know, memorized approach that you're confident with, don't mistake in confidence with conversion. You need to be flexible enough to, to, train your mind to recognize the signs, the tonalities, the words, the, the posture of your customer, so you can sort of align with what their personality or their, what you're saying is their dominant personality type, right, and so forth, and not make it rocket science, and it's not a crystal ball. Would you say that in, in some regards, simply, if, you, if you're not really good at figuring out the personality type, would you agree with mirroring? Absolutely. I mean, and part of the training is match and mirror because in your mirroring, you're going to model their personality type. But right. the, the personality types you have to understand. So the, the opposites of each other. So the R personality. So you being more regal and respected, right, compared to that H personality who is more subdued and looking for guidance. If I model you, you're going to like me. Okay, but if you can't recognize that this person needs to be led, then it's going to be let me go and think about it. And they're mm -hmm. going to go try to run into somebody else mm -hmm. who already is more respected and regal and they will push them into making a so deal. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because I think people get so caught up in rapport and mirroring that here's what the sales agent hears at the end of the call. You know, well, I really appreciate your time, Joe. You know, um, thank you so much for, you know, your help. You've been very informative. Let me just have some time to think about it. So is there, where do, where do you make that crossover between spending some time to, to match and align with your personality, with their personality type, but also taking the lead of, of the sale and the decision making? So, let, let me back up a second. Let me explain the four types in a way that makes more sense to everybody. So that way, if they can identify themselves and identify the other person, then you know when to step in, when not to. So mm -hmm. in the four personality types, let's just look, we're all sitting there at work together. So now we all work together. Everybody on IG, everybody on Facebook, anybody watching this later, we all work together. The R personality, the person who's respected, who wants to be known as I am the, the leader, Mm -hmm. That person's going to sit down and look and go, hey, everybody, um, potluck at Bill's house Friday after work, 7 p.m., everybody be there. And the regal person goes, see, that was my contribution. I decided we're going to do this, and that's what will happen later. Okay, so that's the regal person. So they've checked off their to-do list. 
okay? My E personality, the person who's the energetic outgoing goes, hell yeah, woo, potluck, right? There's a 50-50 chance they're going to be there, right? Because yeah. if something better comes on, they've already forgot to add it to their calendar. They never accepted the invite, whatever it was that was there. But right. when you look at it, that E personality is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I look over at that H personality. That H personality is the person who wants to be behind the scenes and support. They immediately look over and go, what did the E sign up for? And the E, you never give a main dish to, right? You tell them plates, chips. You give them the list that you gave to somebody else. But that H personality who's sitting there watching them going, well, if they signed up for chips, I better buy a couple extra bags. That H personality is going to show up early to make sure you got things set up. Mm -hmm. They're going to make sure that everything is ready and done. And they're mm -hmm. like, I'm here to help you. What can I do? They don't want to be at the front door greeting anybody. Okay. But they're going to be standing there. The O personality sat down as soon as, as the R personality walked away, they went, look, there's 12 of us coming over for a potluck. We need three main dishes. We need somebody to get the silverware and the plates so we don't, nobody has to do dishes. We're going to need this much alcohol, this much soda, this much. And they broke down all the details on what has to be there. And then they check off that I've done my job. Okay. So everything falls to that H personality who's going to be the, the rah-rah support person that just doesn't want to rock the boat. So when it comes time for that potluck, right, the R person shows up late a few minutes late so they can make the entrance to say, hey, I have arrived. The E personality, we got to call. We got to call that person and go, dude, are you coming? And they're like, oh, crap, man, I'm over it. So yeah, I'll be right there. And they're going to rush over late. But that's also the person that has a great time. They're the person that's going to end up dancing on the table. They're going to bring all the energy to that party. Now, that H person is going to sit back and help clean up whatever the E spilled or whatever lamp they broke, they're gonna do it. And they're gonna sit back after the party and they're gonna tell you, hey, you know what? Um, I'm just here, I'm gonna help you do the dishes. I'll help you clean up. I'll help you do all the other stuff, okay? I don't, so I don't, the regal person's gonna leave early. In my life. Huh? I don't think I have any H's in my life, man. Yeah, but see, you need them. <laughs> That's that person that would do stuff for you based on you have the idea, you delegate it. You heard it here. You We're looking for the H type right now. Let me right. ask you something though. Let me ask right. you something. So again, it's great to understand personality types. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, finding your, your naturalization. Mm -hmm. And because if you focus on one thing, you miss another, you know, sales is a, is a sport. Communication is a sport. That's why I call, you know, our students communication athletes. And you've got to be quick on your feet. But at the same time, you do have to have a strategy. You can't freestyle. You can't play street ball if you want to have big numbers. Right. No winging it. How do I use personality type to transition to my clothes? Okay, my so clothes. you have to, once you identify a personality type, so that H personality, the ones you don't have in your life, their mm -hmm. biggest fear is loss of security, right? So if I know that, that they're afraid of making a wrong decision or having the, and losing something at the end, if I know that, I can custom tailor my clothes to explain, you know what, this is going to provide you security. This is going to provide you peace of mind and it's going to go forward. So now you know that that person wants it. What is the E person afraid of? The E personality is afraid of rejection. They're afraid of being declined. They're afraid of you not liking them 
mm -hmm. their way of actually communicating. So now I can put together how they're going to be the envy of everybody they know because of the product I just sold them. And now I can move into a close explaining the benefit to them for the closing itself. Where does my R want? My R is afraid of actually, my R is going to sit back and say, you know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid of being taken advantage of. So you don't ever want to make a decision that you're going to find out later that I totally high grossed you and that you paid three times what somebody else did, right? And goes through. So you're more worried, the, the R personality is worried about being taken advantage of. So the more I can lay out to you and show you why it's a, a good deal in my clothes, then you're going you're gonna to be respected. I will okay, always me, me give the R personality choices. Let me hit you with a curveball. Yeah. How, how, how effective do you think it is for somebody to use personality types to, to predetermine, like they have a crystal ball, how they should close this customer? And how, and like, for example, if I wanted to measure it, or I listen for it on my call, would you as, as a sales mentor listen for that type of personality match in the close? What do you listen for? Do people get it wrong all the time? Is there a better, is there a bigger umbrella method? What's your thoughts on that? So my thought is this, and again, you know, my thing is over the phone because I, I look just like Brad Pitt over the phone. So mm -hmm. when I'm teaching with people, I can hear what your personality is based on the terminology you use and how you put things together. So okay. how I approach you is going to be based on that, which means getting to the point of a close, the close becomes absolutely easy in the fact that I put things together. So when you look at it, if I'm going to, if you are an R personality, I'm going to look at you and go, Joe, based on everything I've, I've shared with you on the option A or option B, which one do you feel more secure in making the decision to go forward with? Right now you turn around and go, well, see that I made the choice. So I'm now going to do it. If I did that to a, a, an H personality, they would melt. And their answer is, could you send me more stuff? And they're going to go talk to that third party and say, does this make sense to you? Okay. So I need to be able to recognize who you are, where if you're an O personality, I'm going to tell you, you know what, this is going to be the best decision for you in the long term. And that's what I'm looking for is to make sure you're taken care of long term. Is and now all of a sudden ask, you go, is, oh. Is, are there any creative questions that you can ask for people to identify their personality type? Um, if you wanted to sit back and say, now again, I, I do it instinctually as it comes through just by studying it. Mm -hmm. But they're going to tell you what their personality type is over the phone. And I'll also throw out to you that there's a lot of people that aren't the regal and the respected people that over the telephone, they develop what I call the, the phone cojones, Right. They decide that what over the phone, I can be whoever I want to be. And I'm going to tell you, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. By the mm -hmm. time they come up and actually meet you, they're just, you know, lambs, but they were lions over the phone, but I will still respect them as that lion because I can't see them. If I'm face to face, I'll definitely be able to tell based on their uncomfortableness acting outside of their personality. So but, again, you're saying your intuition, your experience has led you to attract that. But what if I'm, a year in the game and still learning? What if I'm two years in the game? What if I have somebody to develop? Do I give them five different personality closes? Or is this just something to add to their arsenal as another sales tool for them to this practice? Is, this is one more tool in your tool belt to mm -hmm. go after, right? There is no one thing that solves all problems, right? That's how you end up with a 25% close ratio instead of a 50 or 75. So you add that on top of 
the right word tracks, the right ability to say something and understanding mm -hmm. your product, all of that goes together. Got but it. what I'm telling you is I don't have to ask you what your personality type is. I don't have to turn around and go, would you like me to lead or would you lead, like to lead? Mm -hmm. That's never going to get you because the regal person's going to go, dude, if I have to tell you what to do, then I, and you already lost it. So there isn't a question. It's actually observing, listening to the prospect and they will tell you through their language and their ability. I had right. somebody call in and say, you know what? Um, I would like, if it was, if you could, could you check and see if this product is still available? I'm like H personality, just make sure you build the stuff. I'm like, I can get that person to, to leave work early and come buy something. I could get them to put a credit card out by telling them that's the next step. So do you, do you create these, these um, um, word tracks for your sales agents to recognize that when they hear this, it means this? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so I teach you everything about the personality types, what they're going to say. Like I have simply, here's what H's would say. Here's what mm -hmm. E's say. Here's what R's say in a buying process. Here's what an O says, right? And we, we can all recognize the O because they ask you way too detailed product knowledge questions that they already know the answer of. They're just trying to get you to agree with it and see if you know or not. Mm -hmm. But when I look at that, I'm going to say, I mean, I have a whole deck on a whole program that I put together and go, here's what an H says during this process. When Very you're cool. closing uncomfortably for them, this is what they say. And well, so that, it's about you putting the effort in. Yeah. So, so for those of you who want more information on that, you know what to do to hit Joe up afterwards. I want to finish with this dude. You and I talk about, you know, 30 to 70% closing ratios loosely. And this day and age, people think that that's just to get attention. No. So one of the realizations I made, you know, years ago when I was responsible for helping to get sales grow, I mean, that was my whole, it still is, right? My whole career was I was listening to the phone calls and I would hear just dozens and dozens and dozens of qualified people say, no, let me think about it, talk to my wife and disappear. And I started asking myself really difficult questions. You want to advance your career, you got to be willing to, ask yourself honest, difficult questions. And that one difficult question was, am I being, am, am I successful because I'm closing 20 to 25% as a top producer of my deals? Or am I practicing and perfecting a method that loses 70% mm -hmm. of so my true. deals? Yep. And you know which one I went with because it would drive me to study and, and solve problems and experiment more. And so when Big Joe and I talk about, you know, 30, 40, 50% closing ratios, which is not common in most industries, no. he said it earlier, most industries reward their top producers at 20 to 25, 18 to 25% closing ratios. And that's fine. The problem I have is they start to get a fucking ego about those numbers. And like between 2015, 2019, money's flowing in. Everybody wants to buy stuff. Everybody wants to do transactions and, and, and live life, right? Which is, I guess is okay at some level too. However, stop bragging about your numbers because I give your people credit, reward your people, keep it fun, keep it caring, you know, et cetera. But when we talk about helping people to get to 30, 50, 60, I've had some, some students that are on 
my video, I'm sure you have a few too, video testimonials here locally in California. I can drive to their office saying I had a bad week because I was at 50%. Right. Some industries that I, that I mentor, and I know you shared some stories with me too, that were doing top producer dinner meetings because of 18 to 20%, and, you know, and like 20 to 25 units a month. Now the new top producer level is like 35 to 50 units a month because we broke through that barrier and it's going to be skills like this, practicing, implementing, monitoring, and measuring consistently with your people that, you know, Joe Ingram has, you know, and some of the things that I do as well for some of my private clients, our audiences, our industries are a little bit different, but a lot of our, the reason I like Joe is because a lot of our psychology is the same and it wasn't because we read each other's book. Yeah. It was because we evolved in a similar era. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And so this personality type is actually something that's really interesting to me. And I'm going to be, I'm going to straight up, be straight up with you, dude. It's because I see pros and cons to it. So what I'm taking from you and learning from you here is just add it to the arsenal, add it to the arsenal. Right. Right. If you, if you focus only on personality type out of the window, you're going to miss, you know, other opportunities to bond, connect and learn about your customer. And if you don't take it into consideration, you may be pitching a customer in a way that offends them or turns them off. Correct. And, the, and most of them aren't going to tell you that, right? The only one that's upset with you is Karen and she'll be the one that tells you about it, but everybody else will just come up with your excuse. Let me go talk to my wife. Let yeah. me think about it. Right. And so, right. and again, I've broken it all out our personalities are only 10%, right? And they're yeah. worried about results. The O personality is worried about results, right? And they're at like 26%. The rest of your population is going to be in the people game, right? Those are your E's and, and your H's, right? They're going to be like, I just care about if you care about me. I just want to be liked. I want to do that. So you can customize everything you're that. And so if I just focused on the people that just liked people and I was just likable, I can have a higher closing percentage. Yep. No right? doubt. But dude. I don't that's want what, it. I want it all. Yeah. That's what, this, that's what the show is all about. And I think this is a perfect time. I mean, it's unfortunate what's happening in the economy and with, with millions of families, but this is a perfect time to help wake people up because you and I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, we're going to be preaching, you know, something similar to this for the rest of our lives, hopefully. And however, it's, it's much easier to break through people's egos during tough times than it is sure. when times are good. Now everybody's willing to listen. So I appreciate you for driving it home today on, on that topic, waking people up. You guys out there, if you've never been in sales and you enjoy and you, you care and you respect, you know, you enjoy having relationships and friendships with people, you are meant to be in sales. Sales doesn't mean pushy, pressure, manipulation, et cetera. It means getting to understand somebody, getting to know them, find and helping them decide whether or not whatever it is that you have is right for them. Not your product is not the perfect product for everybody. If you're going to continue to think like that, you're going to be that person that's celebrating 15 to 16% closing ratios. If you're willing to open up your mind and come from a customer first perspective, like some of the biggest, most dominating companies in the, in the country right now are, are focusing on whether they're tech-based or sales-based, then you're going to have a much bigger winning ratio and, and winning season overall, not only not just in your company, but across your industry. 
Dude, give us um, one interesting thing about Joe Ingram that that nobody in the audience knows or, or very few people know, and you don't have to keep it uh, PG either. Yes. <laughs> well, no. Um, I was going to say, I, I like to I like to tease people on on results. So in the automotive space, when I ran dealerships, I've taken two dealerships, so it wasn't a one-hit wonder, but two of them, to over 1,000 units a month. The average dealership sells 108 cars a month across the nation. So I get to look at it and look at my buddy Grant and go, dude, 10x, right? So yeah. it's there. But again, I, I walk the walk, and I'm not afraid of who I am, but I will deliver a message in the language that somebody else needs to hear it in. And mm -hmm. the reason is, is because I want to win. Mm -hmm. And I look at that sale as I won, but I'm never going to slap something down their, their throat. Mm -hmm. Right. I, but, yeah. I'm with you, dude. I decided, you know, just thinking about things this week, I mentioned it a few weeks ago that I was, I was becoming soft with my general audience, even my clients, because I didn't want to, you know, offend people or make them feel overpowered or whatnot. And I just changed my mind this week. I don't fucking care. If you're calling me, it's for one reason. You want to hear what I need to say. Yep. Right? Same with you. So I'm just letting them know, guys, I'm not going to be politically correct. You know, I know you're all successful. I know you're very smart people. I'm going to tell you like it is. If you take it personal, it's no longer, it has nothing to do with me. It has True. to do with you. And again, sometimes language is the easiest way to impact somebody's learning. Right. And so when you look at it, there's going to be times I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop an F-bomb on them. Why? Because I need you to get woken up. I need that pattern interrupt for you to of actually course, go, of oh, maybe I should pay Tony attention. Robbins does it. Gary Vee does it. A lot of the greats do it. Absolutely. You know, I get made fun of for that stuff all the time. In some cases, I do have to tone it down out of respect because of the size of the organization or whatever the case may be. Or you're working with the church groups. But I, know. The, yeah. I mean, it might be okay there. I don't know. Right. <laughs> But the bottom line is this, the bottom line is this, if you're in business and you've been in business for a while, you've been in sales for a while, you own a company, stop getting overly romantic about how you've done it. Right. You have to get, you have to understand this. You have to stop getting attached to the way you stole 10 years ago. You have to stop getting so attached to the rules you put in place seven years ago. We've always done it this way. If you catch yourself even thinking those things, you're going to have a high turnover. You're going to lose respect from your people and you're definitely going to lose a lot of customers. Well, right now, those people are wondering why their business is going under. Well, here's the thing is it was difficult for them to, to self-realize these things because the economy has been so good for like seven or eight years. Right. So I was like, man, you guys are all celebrating in the perfect economy. I'm like, let me see you when the shit hits the fan. Yeah. Let me see your numbers. Let me see your customer service. Let me see your skills. Let me see your conversion. You know, let me see your cost per acquisition. When times get tough and companies are have to, having to triple down on marketing with fewer customers. Right. Throw it? more in the top of the funnel. You're not, you're not converting anymore. So it's just more money yeah. on leads to try and go, well, volume increased, but conversion right. didn't. That's a losing battle. Yeah. You know, when, when, when the economy, when things are easy for too long, everybody's making money. doesn't matter what you sell. You've got buyers for everything. Yep. Sales skills go down. It's what I call True. the danger zone. I told a lot of my clients this week, be careful. You might be in a danger zone. What do you mean? We're killing it right now. The numbers are coming in. We're cruising. I'm like, exactly. And whenever it's that, whenever you become, the numbers are so good that you just become transactional. 
when there's a shift in the other direction and your right. skills have flattened out, you know what's coming. Right. When the lake is stocked, yeah. it doesn't yeah. take a great fisherman to pull fish out of the thing. They're all starving. Exactly. Right. Right. Fishing in, in the ocean and fishing in a, in a fish pond, you know, full right. of fish are two different things. And, and anyway, we can go on forever about this, but in a nutshell, um, guys, once again, thank you. Go check out Joe Ingram. He's out there. He's doing all kinds of stuff. A lot of us, most of his content is free. He's got his own show, War Games, um, that he took some, he actually ducked out today to help me out a little bit in preparation for that. And um, he's got some good stuff, man. He's been doing this for a long time, especially if you're in the automotive, software, tech. Those are his specialties, although he can help pretty much everybody. Go check him out. He's become a good friend of mine and also supported me in a lot of ways. We believe in abundance. We believe in helping each other to grow. There is no one sales guy who is the best among all others. It's up to you to listen to the individuals that are out there teaching and decide what's best for you and who you resonate with and, and who you respect and who you'd like to learn from. Don't overwhelm yourself, but you can learn something from all of us. Joe, thank you for your time, sir. My pleasure. The geniuslinks.com shows you everything about me. Geniuslinks.com. Geniuslinks.com. And of course, when we when we put this uh, video up later, I'll make sure that you're in pro with below too. Absolutely. It's just the easiest way thank to you. find all hey, that free stuff. This is only episode two. So for everybody who was on today, uh, thank you for chiming in. Even if it was just for two or three minutes, you guys count, you add to the inspiration and we'll see how this thing goes. Appreciate you, dog. I'll see you soon. I appreciate you, brother. Be good. Bye-bye. See you later, guys. Thank you, IG. Peace. And Facebook Live. And let me just say that, um, you know, Joe has, has done this for many, many years in the area of sales for a lot of different corporations and a lot of different industries. He's done a lot with the automotive industry, but he has done a lot with a lot of different industries. When he's talking to you, what I want you to do is I really want you to think about how can you take what he says, apply it to your business, your industry, and your, your style. If you're not a perfect person, don't pretend to be a perfect person. If you're not, you know, uh, Andy Frisella, don't be Andy Frisella. Be fucking Joe. It's Dave Meltzer for some Q&A for the day. Hi, Joe. Good to see you. Joe, my man Joe. What's up, Brad? And that—that's my bread and butter where I come yeah, from. But like, I love like I always like I love like what Joe does. Hey, Joe, tell tell everybody where they can find you, and tell everyone where they're going to be, because I'm sure there's a bunch of people who have seen you on here before, and they see you on social, and you know you're keeping it real. You're keeping it real with, with good stuff. So tell everybody where they can find you and where. Oh, Ingram has the. Uh... He's very powerful sales techniques. If you're in the auto industry, I'll definitely contact him. He's a great guy. He knows all the tricks and the treats in the auto industry business, so hit him up. Thanks for choosing to spend your time with us here at the Sales Genius Podcast. If your company is looking to increase sales or is having an event that would benefit from one of the Sales Genius team members attending, please look us up on the web at salesgenius.live salesgenius.live. Don't forget to like this episode, subscribe to the channel, and share it out to the world. Until next time, remember more deals, more money, more happy. Now go out there and close a deal.